fellow teachers, and welcome to another episode of this short professional development series on making the classroom a safe place to learn. My name is Marta Stone, and I am a second language teacher. In the first episode, I introduced Dr. Stephen Krashen's affective filter hypothesis and proposed the idea that in some ways it is an important concept and adaptable to any classroom, regardless of subject matter. So far, we have talked about starting class time off on the right foot and the importance of laughter. Next up, brain breaks. It has been said that small children have an attention span in minutes equal to their age in years. So for example, a three-year-old would have an attention span of three minutes. I don't know when that supposedly increases, but it seems like for some students anyway, it might be true even into the teen years. I mean, even as an adult, I sometimes struggle to maintain attention for more than a few minutes at a time. Throw in medical issues such as ADD, or the way our brains are being changed by the short snippets of info that is now the way we usually read or otherwise take in information, and that ability to pay attention shrinks even more. Efficiency experts have proposed various theories and methods related to the idea of focusing intently for a set amount of time and then taking a short break before getting back to business until the next break. In the popular Pomodoro technique, a person sets a timer for 25 minutes and doesn't deviate from his or her task until the timer goes off, at which point a five minute break is taken. The process is then repeated. You can read more about this in the article linked in the show notes. So there is some science behind this whole idea, but there's also just the fact that we all know we need periodic breaks from any tasks requiring a fully engaged mind, and that we can pay attention for longer and be more efficient and effective in the task when we have those breaks. Brain breaks are a tool in the toolbox of a second language teacher. If you think that staying focused while listening to something in a language you have known all your life is challenging, imagine doing it in a new and mostly unfamiliar language. Our brains can only handle that for short amounts of time before they overheat and check out. But I would argue that brain breaks could be a useful tool for any subject matter classroom, particularly in middle or high school levels where there is not much movement built in and where the expectation is that the students will focus on one subject for a longer period of time. They are even more useful and necessary if the class schedule is a block model where each class is 80 or 90 minutes. A brain break does not have to be time consuming. The idea is to build them into the lesson plan at intervals of approximately every 15 or 20 minutes. If expectations are set and the teacher is consistent to model them and carry through every time, this small interruption can take one to two minutes and immediately flow right back into the day's lesson. So what is a brain break? It can be anything that is a complete change from the mental focus required to concentrate on what is being taught. Preferably, it should involve movement, and they do not always have to be fun or humorous, but when that is a component, students are more likely to participate. And because it then combines with the previously mentioned tool of laughter, it will likely be even more effective. 
A brain break then can be anything from an intentional breathing exercise to a quick set of jumping jacks to a super short interactive game. It can involve music if desired and if it's queued up and ready to go so no time is wasted in getting it started. Be as creative and or silly as you want. You can do a traditional slow breathing exercise or you can ask students to imagine a place to be while they breathe a beach at sunset, an oversized beanbag, etc. You can say do 10 jumping jacks or you can ask students to jump like a frog or a cat on a hot roof or a lion attacking its prey. You can do a traditional best out of three round of rock, paper, scissors, or you can do the train version or the full body version. You can do childhood clapping games. The options are virtually endless. A brain break can tie into the lesson as well. For example, if studying genetics, you could instruct everyone with a certain color eyes to move to different specific areas of the classroom. Or if studying persuasive essays, you could say, pair up with a person not sitting next to you to promote getting up and moving. You will have 30 seconds to persuade your partner why strawberry is the best jelly for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. At the end of the 30 seconds, give a different topic for the other partner. Using class content can be just as effective as something completely unrelated. I personally try to limit those types of brain breaks and do a higher percentage of breaks that are completely unrelated to any specific content. I think it is easier to make the activity a true break from any mental task if it's either breathing, exercise, or something completely random. But some of each is good. Variety is the spice of life. Annabelle Williamson is the queen of brain breaks in the second language acquisition world. She has so many great ideas. If you go to her blog, which is linked in the show notes, and search brain breaks, you'll come up with a bunch. Or you can do the same thing on YouTube. She is definitely not the only one with great ideas, though. There are even resources for this in Teachers Pay Teachers. And once you have tried a few that other people have used, it will likely spark your creativity and you'll come up with your own. So as the old ad for Kit Kat says, give me a break, give me a break. Check out some ideas online and then figure out a few to try for yourself. Links and PD extension are in the show notes. Until next time, or as we say in Spanish, hasta luego.